This is episode 137 of the Biz Women Rock podcast. Holy cow, you are so going to love this one. What's going on? This is Katie Kermitzos. I'm your host of Biz Women Rock. This is the place where you will hear really inspirational and really honest stories from business women who have great journeys to share so that your business can truly be touched by it. Before we get rolling, here's a little word from our awesome sponsor. The most savvy business women know that their marketing has to stay fresh and relevant. That's where Postcard Mania comes in. From direct mail, email marketing, to Google pay-per-click, Postcard Mania provides proven strategies that produce results for your business. Get started today with a 1,000 free postcards at postcardmania.com forward slash bizwomenrock. Today's guest is such a great example of why you should never have preconceived notions about somebody's industry or type of business because Marissa Vicario is on the show today and she's the owner of Marissa's Wellbeing and Health. She's a health coach. So, you know, even though, believe me, I come into these conversations with as much of a, of a clean palette as I possibly can, but I've had a couple of health coaches on the show. So I'm like, okay, she, you know, like a lot of similarities. And I was totally blown away by what we ended up talking about. Not only is she a health coach, but she's a blogger. And in this conversation, we really got into how she actually gets sponsors for her blog. And I was, you'll, you'll hear it, like I'm so fascinated. And so in this conversation, she definitely talks about how she was able to build up her coaching business so that she could transfer out of corporate and make that transition. She talks a lot about what that was really like, the realities of it, um, and then goes into all these different pockets of revenue that actually make her whole business model. It's truly fascinating. And uh, I was so grateful that she was so open with the realities of, of what that business actually is. So um, have a listen, man. She's awesome. And at the very, very end, even after the outro, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but every once in a blue moon, I have like a hidden track back there. That hidden track today is going to be a little bit of an extended kind of post-conversation that we had about what sponsors and brands are really looking for as far as your numbers go for your website and your email list and all that stuff. So we talk about it during the conversation, but afterwards she went into that a little bit more and I put it in the little hidden track after the outro. So you got to listen to that, okay? Let's go. Marissa, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. You are an angel for being here with me, 8 o'clock p.m. (laughs) Eastern (laughs) time right now, after hours, being able to have this conversation with me. So I really appreciate that. Um, I am, you are sitting in snow right now in New York. I am in beautiful Tampa, and we're having this conversation, which I could not be more excited about. Um, You've created an amazing business Uh, And have been able to do something that a lot of women want to do, which is 
follow their passion and kind of get themselves and make the official transition out of their day job so that they could do what they love full time. And you have just such a great story about how you've really done that. So um, you have Marissa's well-being and health. And what I would love for you to talk about to really get us rolling is how and why you even started getting interested in health. Yeah. I mean, I love to tell this story because, I mean, it really is like it just – it's just, it's so, it's so me. Um, I was working full time in corporate America. I was working in public relations for um, a technology company. And, you know, early on, I was must have been like in my early 20s. And I had this inkling and this feeling. I was like, there is something else I am meant to be doing. And it's not this. <laughs> you just knew uh, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, I just knew. And I, I didn't know what it was. You know, I was going to grad school at the time um, for marketing and, you know, making all these plans to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and, you know, become, you know, a powerful corporate woman. Um and it just didn't feel quite right to me. Um, at the same time, I was always very interested from a very early, probably from my teenage years, I was interested in, in fitness and somewhat in health. I mean, I wasn't like a healthy eater at all, but I became a vegetarian very early on. So I was very aware of, of food and um, how it gets onto our plate. Um, and the the fitness all of that just kind of it was it kept building and building you know as I got older and I realized I I I had met a couple of people that had had that were health coaches and I didn't know what that was at the time but I you know kind of explored that a little bit more and thought that is what I'm meant to be doing not not this and you know I really wanted to somehow make a difference in the world um, and I knew that and I knew that writing press releases about new products were not was probably not you know the best use of of that of my time for doing for making a difference so when I heard about health coaching I thought that's what I want to do it did take it took me about five years to actually you know be, get get my certificate to actually sign up to be go back to school to get certified but I just started I, I did it I, I did it on the side while I was working full-time um, and I started my business and and once I started it, I was like, I'm home. This is exactly what I've, what I've was born to do. That's awesome. Just totally felt right. Right. Yeah. So the question is how can you walk us through? I know that took five years to kind of like start building and really get certified and all that stuff. But as you had clients, take me back to your very first client. Cause that had to be a little scary. Like how did you decide how to structure that stuff? Cause it's not, it's not as easy as, hey, you're coming to me, let's go work out and, and don't eat junk food. I mean, there's you definitely need to have a structure when you're a co- any kind of a, con- a consultant or a coach. So how did you structure that very first client and what lessons did you learn from it? Well, you know, I, I was lucky in that where I got, I got my health coaching certification at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I was lucky in that they give you so many, so many resources to help you get started. So I had an outline for how the, how each program with each meeting with my client would be structured. But it was funny because looking back, like I would, I printed out the outline and I brought it to the meeting with her and I like really followed everything word for word and was like so stuck to that uh to that outline and I was like I would freak out because it was like if she didn't like if there was something that we were supposed to talk about that she didn't have a lot to say or I wasn't really sure how to you know bring it into the conversation so that was 
applicable to her. Like, then the session wouldn't go long enough. I had to, you know, the session had to be an hour long or whatever. And so, you know, I, I, you become, I, I got through it and, you know, she was, she was just willing to learn and she really wanted to be there and she was soaking up everything that we talked about. And it was, you know, it was great. She was a great first client to have, but I kind of learned along the way that you, you just, with each client, you, you become a better coach. So my, co- my coaching skills obviously have improved since then. I'm able to, I don't follow the outline anymore. I, <laughs> I, stru- I structure my, my sessions um, and really, you know, customize them to the client. We, and I'm really good now at picking up on what, what's going on with the client, what kinds of questions I need to ask to go deeper, what she really needs to, what she needs to work on. Um, and so, you know, it's about, you know, listening, listening for what they aren't saying and what they are saying and, um, and asking the right questions to, to, get to a place where we can really go deeper. So this would be a perfect opportunity for you to kind of tell us from the high level vantage point exactly what is your business model. You obviously are a coaching consultant, but can you talk a little bit about kind of um, just the whole business model and how things kind of flow through for you? Yeah, so I mean, coaching is... um, Private coaching is, is first and foremost, and, and that's what I what I spend most of my time doing. I also have a blog, and my blog does um, provide revenue for me. I work with brands um, on my blog, so they'll sponsor posts, blog posts, and I get I get paid to write those those sponsored blog posts. Um, and then I there I do have some um, some I do some speaking and I, I've been paid to do some speaking and some some tele, some work on television um, and things like that. And then also I have some online programs that I've created. So um, so those are those live on my site and people come to my site and they purchase those and those are just automated programs that, that my clients pay pay for and, and they go through. Very cool. So we're going to dig into each of those a little bit. So let's start first with, I kind of want to pinpoint that time that you had, you know, been having all these clients, um, you're still working your day job. What kind of plan did you have? Or did you have a real plan on how to really transition out of the day job? Like what was going on during that time? And how did you know that you were ready to, to make that jump? I guess it was, I want, I would love to say like, I left my, my day job at the exact right time and everything was in place and I had all the money in the bank that I knew I wanted to have, but it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> it, never uh, is. <laughs> it never is. And you know, you can say, I, I do think it's important, um, to have some kind of a plan and to not just like jump ship with like, no money in the bank and like just wing it. I, some people do that and it works out great for them. I am not that kind of a person and I I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Um, so, you know, you can, you have to kind of be somewhat smart about it. Um, but I did, I, I, I was at the point where I was, I mean, literally I was seeing clients on my lunch hour. I was sneaking into conference rooms and, (laughs) and talking to clients on the phone in conference rooms. I was um, going home every day after work and meeting with clients over the phone into the evening. So, you know, those, that was sort of, it was at that point where I was like, okay, I'm getting to the point where where I'm ready. And then, um, I was just it was the, the, the opportunity presented itself to me um, at work 
um, where I was working, it was it was the right time to leave. There were some transitions going on in the business, and um, it was just a good time for me to leave. So so I I was able to do so. But um, yeah, it was definitely not exactly how I envisioned it. <laughs> was it scary? I mean, like, it, did you oh. have fear? Were you like, okay, I'm ready for this. Let's go. No, I was so scared. I mean, I cried. <laughs> like, I was so scared. I, you know, I, I cried. Um, because I wasn't sure I was making the right decision. I was like, you know what? It, yes, like, it seems like the right time. But but is it? And is this the right thing to do? Um, how am I going to, you know, how... Like, I was making good money, but I wasn't, you know, making enough where I was like, you know, yeah, I may, I wasn't making exactly amount, the exact amount that I was making at my full-time job, I guess, you know, and then mm-hmm. there's that whole thing is like, oh, what am I going to do about health insurance? Because, you know, wow, I had this really great health plan at my corporate job and, and then I had nothing. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. That's so you know. funny when, um, you know, God, it's probably been about six years ago that I left corporate and I was very similar to you. I was sort of like, okay, I'm just, I'm ready. I definitely had money saved up. And, but I, I did not have anything as organized as you quite yet as like a money machine. Right. So mm-hmm. I made the jump because it was just so miserable there. And I knew I was supposed to be doing something else. And I thought that I was mentally prepared for it. You know, I thought like, okay, I'm going there. And for the first six months, I was in tears at least every other week, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just out of fear. I mean, I and I'm pretty intellectually aware of what that transition takes, but like I wasn't I was my whole body and spirit was not prepared for it, like didn't know how to go through it until I was there. And I was just I was bawling a lot until I just finally like had to move through that fear and you just kind of have to go Mm -hmm. move forward through it. Yeah, you do. You just be like, okay, like I'm, I'm doing this, and you know, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. But I know it will, and I'm just gonna like just, you know, you fake it till you make it, and you just, you just do it. You just, you just every day, you, you just wake up and and you do exactly what you need to do to to move things forward. Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what did you do? Let's talk about some of your best mar- marketing strategies, or some of your. You worked for a marketing and PR firm. So, what were some of the best strategies that you've employed to be able to get access to clients and to have clients come to you and to be able to seal the deal? You know, I for me, it really has. It's just, it's been. I, it's been. I wish I could say it's like it's been one thing, but it hasn't. It's been a culmination of various things that I've done, and and it really has for me been um, having a good social media presence and being active on social media and consistent on social media. Um, also, networking with with other people in my industry and in related and complementary industries. Um, you know, referrals have been a very good good way for me to get clients. Um, I have a, a personal trainer who refers people to me, um, a chiropractor. So, you know, it's it, those I think a bit like probably if I had to pinpoint the main three, those, those three would be it. What kind of stuff do you do on social media? I know you mentioned, you know, staying staying consistent and, you know, having a, a good presence there. But list like maybe one thing that you've done that just gets a lot of traction and actually converts into people, you know, coming to you. I, I get that it's like this all-out branding yeah. and that you're there. But like, is there anything that you've um, really done over, the, over these past years that have really been like, okay, that really actually converted someone into being a client of mine? Mm, I don't... That's t- that's tough with social media to say this one thing, but it has been you know being myself, sharing pieces of my life 
with people um, and having taking a stance. You know, like I have taken a very strong stance on the fact that I disagree with with juice cleanses and all juice cleanses. And you know, I'm the type of health coach where you know I believe in giving people really um, simple, easy to follow guidelines um, and things that are um, that are doable in someone's everyday busy life that also don't cost a lot of money. Um, so the, I think when people see me putting that information out there um, consistently, and you know, and I stay true to my to my message, um, then and they and they and that resonates with them. Then I get clients, I, I get people saying, you know, what I want to work with this person because this is exactly. I know that I need to make some changes, but you know, I really like the way that she packages this, and this is exactly the way I want to do it with someone yeah. like her. It really resonates with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I had a guest on my show, Carrie Wilkerson, who said one time, whom I love, by the way, she's amazing. And she's a she's a business coach. She's the, the barefoot executive. And uh, she said one time, she goes, I am so true to who I am. It's ridiculous. She goes, I just have such a loud voice. I am, she's, you know, we were talking Southern, mm-hmm. Southern before. She's like, I'm uh-huh. Southern. You're going to love it. I'm like totally, you know, all about my kids. You're going to see it everywhere. And you could see that on her social media and and it's exactly what you're explaining is like you your voice and who you are is so loud and and not mm-hmm. vague and so people can yeah. either connect with that or they're definitely not going to and and that's a good thing right exactly yeah. yeah so um so what i'm curious about is at at what point did you start actually creating products and be able to say okay i now have this that can um be something extra besides people just being you know me coaching people um, I started my blog right away. Um, so that's not really a product. Um, but I did start my blog like while I was still in was still in school, getting my um, certification, and then probably about mm, six months in, I would I would do workshops and teleclasses, and I would record those. And then and those lived on my site for a little while. I've taken those down now. Um. And then I would say probably about two years in, I started to create some of the, the programs that I have now. Um, and I, I just have built on them from, from there. You know, I created an ebook, then I created um, a, a meal planning service that I, that I have up on my website now. Um, then I created a real food detox program from there and it just kind of I I really create when I create things it's like it's from a place of of feeling inspired and and inspiration and and what what I feel that my client truly needs and what my what my people are asking me for right and how are you going about activating an audience that you definitely have to to actually purchase this stuff and to I mean it's it's what they're asking for what are the steps that you take in order to put it in front of their face and say, okay, it's ready. And that, you know, that converts into sales for you. Mm. Um, it's a lot, it, it, it's been a lot of, you know, um, build, you, it's, it's, it's market, you know, it's newsletters. It's, it's putting the information out in my newsletter. It's, it's, and I'm doing this now cause I'm creating a new e-course, but it's, you know, putting out some teasers, um, in the beginning and, and getting people excited for, for, for what's to come, telling them I've got this course on the way, um, showing them some behind the scenes, what, it, what I've been working on, um, and then putting those teasers out in my newsletter so they can get on the early bird list. And then slowly, like drip by drip, sort of like 
teasing it out and launching it out. Um, and then what I'm going to be doing with my with my new course that I'm creating is, um, you know, offering some early bird discounts um, and putting deadlines on those, and then and then doing the full launch. And now a little word from our awesome sponsor. Are you using LinkedIn? Okay, let me ask that another way. Are you really using LinkedIn in a way that truly produces results for your business, like big time? Well, if you're anything like me and so many other businesswomen out there, you probably have a LinkedIn profile set up, but may not really do a lot with it. Or if you're actually on LinkedIn and you're active, perhaps you're not getting the results that you need. That's why you have got to know about LinkedIn Focus. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Niall Nickel, the founder of LinkedIn Focus, so you can see how using the right tools with the right platform can be explosive for your business. So what I love about LinkedIn Focus is that it shoves aside the 8,000 messages that you have about LinkedIn and all these strategies on how to use LinkedIn. It shoves all that aside and gets down dirty right to the point on what works, what doesn't and how you can really apply it to your business to produce results. It, it absolutely does. I mean, at the bottom of the day, it's a tool very quickly. LinkedIn Focus is where I really try to help uh, business and individuals leverage the power of LinkedIn for their goals. If you are not getting business from LinkedIn, then LinkedIn Focus is a must. Just go to linkedinfocus.com forward slash BWR. So I want to move into your blog. You said you, you know, started blogging very early on and you mentioned that you have sponsors for your blog posts and mm-hmm. something I did notice um, on your website is that you have ads on there. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that you have all these little pockets of revenue generation, no matter how small or how big. Can you talk a little bit about each piece of that and like, and I'm asking this because there are definitely bloggers out there, people who don't want ads on their site. They don't want Google ads on their site. Why did you decide to do that? And what has it like, what has that meant for you? Well, for me, I love working with brands. And in order for me, I found that the best way to, to start doing that, and it's actually been very lucrative for me, was to join blogging networks. So my blog, I, I'm a writer. And my blog was something that I felt very strongly about creating from the very beginning, um, and it's kind of grown with me, and it's been something that I, I always want to to have. It has been more, more than just a marketing tool for me. So, um, you know, some people use their blog just solely for marketing, and I do a little bit of that. But my blog is really like I just write content, you know, and, and share whatever, whatever you know. I share about my 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 wedding planning process here and there I share about you know whatever just different different things um but um I wanted to start working with brands and I thought you know the best way to do that would be to to get into this these blogging networks and they're kind of not easy to get into um I got turned down from one the the first time um and then I yeah and then I got in the second time um so I've I've become a part of I'm in Three or four, four different, um, four different ones, um, and for some, for a couple of them, there, requ- there is a requirement to put ads on your site. Gotcha. Um, so that's just sort of it. Kind of sort of comes with the territory, but it's been great because it helps. It's introduced me to different brands, and 
Um, and from there, I've had then other brands just approach me um, just independently to work with me. And um, also, it's been a great way to network with other bloggers. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that they're looking at sort of how many, you know, site hits you're getting every month, how many comments are, you know, on your posts, how mm-hmm. many people are on your email list. Are those all things that they're looking at in order to decide whether you should be a part of it? Absolutely. They look at all of that. They look at your social media following. I mean, there's, there's so many, so many things. They look at your content, how you present your content. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. How often do you blog? Uh, like how often, often are you posting? Um, I went through a period of time where I was blogging like every single day and that just got to be too much and I couldn't keep it up. And so I just let myself off the hook and I usually blog, you know, a couple times per week. Some weeks I just, I just don't, I just don't get anything, anything posted. Um, but it's usually twice a week. That's sort of like, I think that's pretty, that's what I can maintain right now. And so we have just, so there's some real numbers out there. Can you give us an idea of if anyone's listening and wants to be a part of these blogging networks, but they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't get that many, you know, hits mm-hmm. per month on my website. What is like a standard that some of these blogging networks are really looking for in order to connect you with with brands and sponsors? What sort of numbers are they really looking for? It re- you know, it really depends. Um, you know, there are networks that, especially a lot of the mommy blogging networks I know they won't get they won't award anybody anything unless they've got like a million what? you know unique like a million views. yeah come on yeah yeah well I mean rumor has it you right. never you know you know I don't know but rumor has it and you know and then I, I mean it just it really does it depends it depends on who the brand is and, and what they're looking for you know there was there was one opportunity where, you know, they might have not even cared about how many impressions you got, but they wanted, they wanted somebody who was like blonde hair and blue eyed for this particular thing. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, it's just, it just, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's, there's not like one, it just really depends on what the campaign is that the, that the brand is, is hosting. So how do I, I keep going into this because this is just such a fascinating thing for me. And I, and again, for, for people who are already writing and are already putting on blog posts, I, I definitely want to make sure we dig into how this is a potential revenue source and p- can be part of your business. How does a sponsored post work? Like are they, obviously their branding is on that particular post. Are you writing <laughs> information about them? Like is this sort of like a journalistic article about that particular brand? Um, how, how are you're obviously promising that to put that out to your email list? Like how does, how yeah. does that package? So it's, it's not really, so they'll, they provide, um, they usually give, um, in addition to payment, they usually provide product. So then it's up to the blogger and most brands, the ones that I work with at least, give the blogger um, the ability to sort of interpret, they give messaging. So certain information needs to be included. Right. Uh, but they give the blogger really, you know, um, the ability to interpret the information in a way that is um that works for their blog and you just talk about how you kind of using. So here's an example. I think it's better for me to give an example. I recently um, partnered with uh, bubble. It's a, it's a filtered water bottle mm-hmm. and um, they, they, they sent me a, a water bottle and they sent me their, the key points that they wanted me to include. Um, but it was really about um, 
about how I use this water bottle in my everyday life. So I was able to talk about how I bring it to yoga class or how I use it in spin class or if I, you know, throw it in my bag when I'm running around the city um, on the weekends running errands and it can keep, you know, it's, it's the best way for me to stay hydrated and I can fill it up at any kind, any water fountain, out, you know, along the way. Um, so you can me, tell it's a, a great personal story about it so that your yes. community is really, you know, they don't feel like you're selling them. They feel like, okay, they're hearing about your experience. Absolutely. And for me, it's very important. I will not work with any brands that I don't feel um, are true to my own values um, and my own, you know, what I, what I promote on my, on my site. So, you know, I've had opportunities where, you know, to work with a brand and uh, especially like a food brand. If I read the ingredients on the label and it's got, you know, some kind of like crazy ingredients, I just, I won't apply to work with them. I will, I won't even, no matter how much they're paying, it could be paid a million dollars. I would never, would never go there. Right. So where, where can people go to find out more about how they can, um, uh, it sounds like really apply to be part of some of these blogging uh, networks? Like what are some of those and how do people go find them? Um, you can just go online. So the ones that I'm a part of are uh, Glam Media Network. You can just Google that. You can Google Glam. Um, Pop Sugar Select. Um, Fitfluential. Fitfluential. And that's like a fitness fitness one um the sits girls is a great one they're they're great for uh mommy and lifestyle bloggers okay um it's s-i-t-s the sits girls and they're also they're great for like um they give a lot of great blogging tips and a lot of great free content also and i've, I've been to some of their conferences and they're really well done gotcha. and uh influencer central and millennial central um so you know, I, I could you would even I could even just Google like blogger networks, yeah. and things things would come up. And you have to choose the ones that are, the, the ones that are appropriate for your um, for your the content that you post on your blog. That's great. I'm obviously like super interested. Like I mean, I <laughs> like for Biz Women Rock. I'm sitting here thinking like I've never even considered participating in a blogging network. I mean, I definitely have podcasts and those are those happen two times a week, but I definitely blog as well and I'm sending that information out. So I've never even considered this. So I love, this is obviously personal, like, you know, selfish questioning on my part, but it's, it's yeah. so true for anyone who has a blog and is active there. So this is really mm -hmm. great information. Um, so Marissa, what I really would love to ask you is like, where do you see things going? I mean, you have a lot going on, you're growing, you have been able to, your, your, your business takes care of you. Um, you're dealing with your clients, you're building up more product and you're helping everyone out. Where do you see this going? What, what's up next for you? Oh gosh. Ne well, next I am launching my first e-course, um, lo <laughs> long overdue, but I really wanted to make sure that I, had my my program was you know really solidified for me and I wanted to make sure that I my messages and all of my everything that 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 I'm that I teach in my six-month program could really I could really carry that over to the e-course um so I'm, I'm launching that and then um gosh I mean I'd lo love to have a tv show one day um or my own radio show um, I would I really want to write a book. I mean, as a blogger, you know, and a writer, mm -hmm. that's just like the obvious thing for me to, to write a book, um, brand spokesperson. Um, you know, I, I do so much, so much work with brands that, um, 
you know, I'd really love to, to do that too. I mean, for me, you know, the sky's the limit. It's just wherever I feel, I feel guided to go. And, um, you know, I have ideas in the back of my head, but it, it really is, you know, I know that what it'll it all happen when it's when the timing is right. Right, I love that, and I have no doubt that you're going to make all of that stuff happen and then some. So, um, all right. So, what I would like to do to conclude our conversation is transition into favorite five. Are you ready? Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the very first question is: What is the your favorite piece of business advice that you've ever had? Uh, my favorite piece of business advice, be authentic, be yourself. Oh, I love that. And that works so well, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes. As a side note, when I first started this podcast, my for the very first like dozen or so of episodes, I was trying to be like so formal and so professional and so perfect. <laughs> and I really, I had friends, thank goodness, who were so honest with me. And they're like, Katie, that is not the girl that we know. Like, can you just yeah. laugh a little bit? <laughs> can you like be goofy? And I was like, okay. So yeah, totally agree with you on that one. My um, first blog posts were like that too. And I, I like I cringe when I look at them. I'm like, did I really write that on that blog? Like uh. we're all a work in progress, right? <laughs> um, all right. Second question is what is your favorite business book? My favorite business book, I am reading it right now, and it's really life changing. It's called The Prosperous Coach, and it's by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. All right. What's the what's the premise? The premise is that every coach needs to like stop marketing so much and get back to coaching. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Very, very nice. Awesome. Okay. What is um, your favorite blog? Besides yours, of course. Oh, goodness. My favorite besides mine. Uh, my favorite <laughs> blog is, this is a tough one. There's so many. Um, First one that comes to mind. Yeah, my favorite blog is I love my friend. My friend um, Sarah K. Hoffman has a blog, and I love her blog. <laughs> What's it? Is it is it called Sarah it's, K. Hoffman? It's sarahkhoffman.com. It used to be called a gutsy girl, and it was about her adventures, uh, not her adventures, but her experience um, healing her gut naturally. Mm. And um, then she just adopted um, a little girl, so now she talks more about adoption. Um, and she just started a, a nut butter line uh, called A Loving Spoon. So she talks about she, – she does recipes and, and she, she talks about, you know, running her business. And she's just a good friend of mine. And we're doing a program together actually in January. Cool. So um, I, I really like her blog. Nice. All right. Question number four, what is your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, it has to be watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> love it. I just can't. I just, I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I won't delete this part. No, don't worry. No, no judgment. No judgment. It is no officially judgment. public. <laughs> I never watch TV. It's like, I watch that and there's this other show that I absolutely love called Mistresses, but I don't know if it's coming back for a third season. So. <laughs> Okay, and the last question, this is totally random, but the last question is, what is your favorite, like, type of clothes to wear that makes you feel really good? Oh, oh, it's um, a great question. I love, I just got, like, a new pair of leather leggings, and I love oh. those with a pair of ankle boots and, like, a cashmere sweater and just, like, 
Uh, if we're talking winter time. <laughs> uh, see, I'm always thinking in bathing suits and you Yeah, you're, you're thinking bathing suits. So in the summertime, I like like a really like flirty dress that like shows off my body. Nice. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you for playing that. Marissa, um, I just want to thank you so much. I've had such a great time chatting with you. Thank you so much for really digging in and, and getting behind the scenes on your business a little bit. I think it, I mean, there's so many great nuggets that I left with and uh, I know everyone listening will too as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was great. I had a great time. bizwomenrock.com forward slash 137 is where you're going to find all of these show notes where you have to go, by the way, because you're going to want to click on uh, the link directly to Marissa's website and go check out her stuff. Go check out her blog, go subscribe, and go check out her new program. It's going to be awesome. Um, So obviously the biggest takeaway for me there was the blogging networks. Call me totally ignorant, but I just never knew that they existed to that to that level and that their job is really not only to help you become a better blogger, but to help connect you with brands who might want to, to you know, advertise on your blog. So I just absolutely love that. I loved her little nugget in there about using her newsletter to be able to tease her community about products and services that she has coming up. Um, I just thought that was really great. So uh, the other nugget I got in there was the fact that she videotaped um, and she had workshops and teleclasses and she put that on as content in the very beginning, which uh, seriously, if you are a coach or um, any type of business, to be honest with you, um, that is such a great way to create content, content that exists beyond your time. So just record if you're speaking, record that, put it on a video or audio record it. Um, and then you can make that content available and just put it out there. It's awesome. What you have to share and what you're doing during your, your time that you're spending with clients um, or your time in front of the room when you're speaking is worth something even after the fact. So um, just really great tips there. I obviously am so jazzed up after this conversation. Uh, I'm so hyped up. I just totally got invigorated from that conversation and I hope you did too. So I would love to hear about what nuggets you got, um, about what just was a cool little light bulb moment there for you. Um, go, you know, email me at katie at bizwomenrock.com or better yet, go let the community know too because what your nugget is may be very different than somebody else's nugget. So uh, go on to Biz Women Rock on Facebook um, and, uh, you know, just put it out there and let us know what you got. All right. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you on the next episode. It's not always about, it's not just about your numbers and your page views. And I think, and that's the point that I wanted to get across because I don't want, I don't want people to think like, oh, I don't have a million views. Right. I, I couldn't, I could never get chosen. Like that's, you know, it really, there's so many things. I just, it's impossible to know what a brand is looking for when they're choosing the bloggers that they want to work with through these networks. So, so it's worth giving it a shot just to it see. It is totally. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you should definitely do it. Nice. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that.